your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Warner joins Carriker and Smallman. Uh, Kurt, it's always great to have you with us. Michelle is here. This is Randy. How are you doing this morning? I am doing extremely well. How are you guys? Everything's great. And I can't imagine how much fun it must be for you with Marshall and Orlando and now Isaac joining you in the Hall of Fame and soon Tori and obviously Aeneas Williams is, is in the Hall of Fame as well. That's got to be a pretty cool feeling to see how how revered that team is Uh, without a doubt and I think we understood uh you know especially once I left the Rams really understood how special that group was and what we had accomplished what we had done in that era of football was pretty spectacular and um you know sometimes you don't really realize it when you're in the moment uh and, and then you look back and you start to understand the level of talent and the guys that we had in that room, um, you know, so it's, it's fun when we get down to Canton and you get guys that get inducted into Canton because I think it recognizes two things. It obviously recognizes the individual greatness of the different players that we had, the individual greatness of Isaac. Um, but at the same time, it recognizes what we accomplished as a football team and, and what those guys were able to come together and do um, you know, it, it brings about a couple different special parts to it. And so I'm so excited because this is, to me, way, way, way overdue for, for Isaac to be in the Hall of Fame. But we often say in the Hall of Fame, I hear people say it all the time, that once you get in, it doesn't matter how long it took you to get in uh, because you are a part of that room and you are a part of that culture and a part of that team forever. Kurt, as a Hall of Famer yourself, you've already gone through this process. Have you given Isaac any advice on something that he should do this weekend? Uh, No, I haven't. Uh, I think a lot of guys, you just have to try to figure it out on your own. Uh, There's so many great moments. There's so many things that you wish you could kind of prepare someone for, uh, but you can't really prepare them for it. You know, you can tell them about different moments, but – as a Hall of Famer, sometimes you sit back and go, I don't really want to tell them about anything. I want them to experience each of these moments individually because uh, it all hits us. It hits us all at different moments, different times. There's, there's a lot of special things that happen throughout this week uh, that unfortunately I wasn't there to be a part of. Uh, but that's kind of one of the cool things is to, to see when it truly hits these guys, even guys you know, like Peyton Manning, who, you know, knew he was a lock, knew he was going to be into the Hall of Fame in his first year. Uh, but really, you know, it, it has some substance to, us at diff- substance to it at different moments uh, when you go through this process. And that's a really neat part of it is, um, it is just watching the guys and hearing from them on when it sunk in that, man, they're really a part of this fraternity. And, uh, and, and it really, you know, 
hit them in a way that, uh, that they probably didn't expect it to hit them. Kurt Warner with us on 101 ESPN. We celebrate the induction of Isaac Bruce into the Pro Football Hall of Fame tomorrow. Kurt, was there a time when you guys were playing where you thought about Isaac being a Hall of Famer, where you were throwing to him either in a game or practice, and you said, man, that's a Hall of Fame quality guy? Well, the funny thing is, is that, you know, when I was in St. Louis, I don't ever think I really thought in those terms. Uh, as much um, about being in the Hall of Fame. There was no doubt when I was with Isaac that I'm like, okay, this guy's unique. This guy's special. Uh, this guy is the best, if not one of the best in the league. Um, and so, yeah, I think in my mind, even though I might not have used the Hall of Fame term, uh, I recognized how great Isaac was. And some of the things that he did and his ability to run routes uh, was better than anybody I've ever been around. And uh, it was so much fun to play with him because his strengths, uh, you know, played into my strengths. And uh, it was so much fun because, you know, I think it's a reason why we had so much success is that when you get guys that do similar type things well, um, that's where you start to see and accentuate the greatness of of different players. And his ability to get in and out of routes, his ability to, uh, you know, to, to create separation, uh, was unlike anybody I ever saw. And so once I left St. Louis um, and you get to see kind of other players, and I was around an, a bunch of other great players at that position, um, it became very obvious that uh, that Isaac Bruce belonged in the Hall of Fame because of the kind of player he was, coupled with the level of production that he had. Uh, it was really, to me, a no-brainer that, that he get in. And as I said, it was way, way overdue uh, with his play, who, who he was, how he represented the game. To me, all of this should have happened way sooner. But, uh, but regardless of all that, I'm just happy to, uh, to welcome him in this weekend and, and to be a part of it. Hey, Kurt, I want to go back to the return that we heard, the game against San Francisco. One thing I learned about Isaac from the time that he came here he was always very responsible with the media. The, the PR staff here was great, and he would take care of the local guys. And I knew that unless he was hurt or unless he was super focused, that he would be there for us. And he was really quiet, reserved, and he, he wasn't really available that week. And I was thinking, uh-oh, the 49ers are in trouble because there were weeks leading up to games where he, he was just that way. Did you have a sense, do you recall during that week that – the team had lost 17 in a row to the Niners. He'd lost eight in a row to the Niners. And you throw three touchdown passes to him in the first quarter. Did you kind of have a sense that something like that might happen with him specifically? Well, Isaac really set the tone for a lot of things that we accomplished and a lot of things we did that year. Um, as you said, in some of us, myself, Tory, guys were new to – this whole 49er thing and didn't really understand what 49er week was, was all about. Well, I, you know, introduced us to that very quickly that, you know, this week is different that this week, the focus has to be at a different level because if we're going to do anything and get where we want to go, it has to go through the 49ers first. And so you could definitely tell from Isaac that week um, that it was a different feel, that it was a different intensity. Um, and Isaac was an intense guy, you know, oftentimes, you know, wasn't a man of, of many words, but there was no doubt that week was different. And he set the tone for us. Um, and, and as you said, he set the tone for himself. 
because he was getting ready and locked in to be able to, you know, to kind of show us the way in that game. And so, yes, I, I definitely do remember that. I remember that moment and what that game meant for us. But specifically, you know, remember numerous times, including that week, where Isaac was really, you know, the, the, the leader of our group in terms of this is how we do things. This is how we're going to separate ourselves. And that 49er week was no different. Kurt, there's so many highlight reel moments between you and Isaac Bruce, but is there a favorite moment that you have, a Kurt Warner to Isaac Bruce play that's your favorite that stands out above the rest? Oh, man. I mean, you're right. There's, there's, I mean, there, there's so many incredible plays. Um, you know, talking about that 49er game, that is one that, uh, that I always think about. You know, I can visualize those, you know, three touchdown catches in the, in the first half and, and how they played out. Um, and that was a really key moment because I believe that moment, that game was a catalyst for us to believe we could win a championship. Um, you know, so those touchdowns uh, are incredible. Uh, gosh, it's so funny. You, you say that and now like, I have about 20 of them in my head bouncing around. Um, but, but, you know, I think it's hard not to go to the Super Bowl because it just seemed fitting to me that Isaac caught the pass to win the Super Bowl and not only caught it, uh, you know, his ability to adjust to the football and, um, you know, didn't affect him one bit as he adjusted. He was so smooth uh, in the course of adjusting, being able to cut back and then take it to the house and score the touchdown. Uh, it just was so fitting for so many reasons because I could been the, you know, the elder statesman there and he had been the guy that had led the way. And, and if there was a guy that was going to make that play to catapult the Rams to a championship, it was supposed to be Isaac. Uh, even though we had a bunch of great players that could have done it, it was fitting. And, um, you know, that he had to, you know, make an adjustment and, and do what he did to, to get us there. That's obviously one that's always going to, you know, hold a special place. I see it every year. Uh, I visualize it quite often. Um, and it just – the significance of what it meant for our team, but also the guy that was doing it, has to be the one that stands out. Even though, like I said, I, I can visualize a whole bunch of them. You know, the first, the first pass we threw in our playoff game against Minnesota, uh, 788, I still remember the call. I remember visualizing in my head on how it might play out. Um, and, you know, it goes for a 60-plus yard touchdown pass to Isaac on the first play of the game um, in that playoff run. Uh, you know, again, I just I have so many memories of, of Isaac and connecting with Isaac and, and big plays that he made for our team. Hey, Kurt, one of the things that we as fans, we, we see the touchdown passes, but we don't pay as much attention for when wide receivers block. And that's something that Isaac is very proud of in his, his career is that he would get downfield and block, and he was a much more physical player than people give him credit for. I have to believe that's something that as you guys watch tape – on Mondays after games, you would see some of the blocks that Isaac Bruce would make and say, wow. No doubt. I mean, it was one of the things I thought that was so unique about the character of that team was the unselfishness of our superstars. And that's one way that obviously it shows up is that uh, it wasn't about always getting the catch and getting into the end zone. It was about if somebody else got a catch, getting them into the end zone and their role in that. And, you know, part of that could be also the way that they ran a route to clear out and know that they were a decoy and set up another guy. But 
you know, going back to Isaac, it was just so much about the way he set the tone for how we were going to play and how we were going to practice. I remember watching a, a practice early on when I was there and, you know, I just caught a glimpse and, and somebody was just running really, really fast. And I remember telling uh, our OC or whoever was running the film at the time, just, hey, you got it in fast forward, slow it down. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't have it in fast forward. And so I went back and looked at the screen. And, of course, it was, it was Isaac practicing that he practiced at, at a speed that he played at. You know, he practiced at a different speed than everyone else to kind of go, hey, God, this is how, you know, you, you be a pro. This is how you, you know, set the tone. And this is how we're going to get somewhere special is by every day in every practice playing and practicing at this particular level. And that was just how he set the tone. And so as many great players as we had, there was no doubt that um, Isaac was the one that really kind of set everything up for us that first year as we were all kind of learning what it meant to be a Ram and and what it meant to be a pro. Uh, He showed us the way on that. And, you know, it went everywhere from practice to the moments that you're talking about, uh, you know, blocking for guys and setting guys up and, and not being selfish in the way that he played in any way, shape, or form. Kurt, you mentioned the speed, and I'm reading a book right now about the greatest show on turf, and I wrote this quote down. Mike Mark said that you guys played fast because you had fun. And I know that there's pressure to win every week and you're locked into what you're doing, but how fun was it for you to drop back to pass and know that you had all these weapons at your disposal and that most teams couldn't stop you as hard as they tried? It was fun. Um, It was, uh, you know, it made my life so much easier. Um, But, you know, a lot of people don't realize that or think back to, you know, me coming from arena football before I played with the Rams. And in arena football, the game was was so fast. And, you know, had, you know, because of the small field and, and whatever, that it just happened quicker. And I remember when I got on the big field, like in Amsterdam, and I was playing, and I'm like, man, this game is so slow. And that, to me, was one of the greatest parts of playing with the group that I played with, was they were so fast. And they made me feel so comfortable with the speed by which we played. Um and it did make it fun. I mean, you know, we had so many great players um, that, you know, oftentimes I just kind of felt like <laughs> I don't really have to do anything but just drop back here and just throw it to the guy I'm supposed to throw it to because they're, they're always open. Um, but the speed and the intensity by which we all played was at a different level. Uh, you know, re- still remember guys coming over to me after games. I mean, here you are playing in the NFL against the best in the world, and they would come over to us and just go and, and tell me, and this is incredible. He said, you guys are like a video game, you know, that you're going so fast and you're constantly on the move and we don't know how to react to it. And, you know, we're just kind of sitting over there in awe. And it's exactly how we felt. We felt like we were a video game, that nobody could stop us, um, you know, with our guys going and the speed by which we played. And so it was just so much fun to be a part of that group. And, again, when you're in the midst of it, you don't fully understand what all you have, even though people are telling you those things, you're like, oh, this is just kind of what we do. Then you go other places and you sit back and you go, oh, man, now I get it. Now I understand what, you know, what that team meant and how good that team was, even though I played with some other great players. So it was, it was a whole bunch of fun to be the guy with the ball in my hands uh, with all of these tremendous weapons uh, and the way that we played the game, I think, as well, is that we – not only ushered in an era because of our great players, 
we ushered in an era because we played the game differently. Uh, we set the game up differently. We showed people that, hey, you don't have to run first to win in the National Football League when everybody else thought that, that you can be efficient and you can be really, really good when you get players like this together and you can throw the ball first. And, uh, and I really feel like we were a team that, that ushered in the era of the NFL that we're seeing right now. Agreed. Kurt Warner, two more quick things. Number one, statute of limitations has passed now. We're, we're 20 years more past uh, your, your career with the Rams, with the, those Super Bowl teams. Did number 80 ever come to you and say, man, I'm open. Get me the ball. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I think all of my guys said that at some point in time. But, um, <laughs> but you know, with our guys, the funny thing is, is that it wasn't – it was never in a way like – why are you not throwing me the ball? You need to throw the ball to me more because I'm the best player or because I'm always open. Uh, I just think we had a great connection and communication between us that there was an openness to go, hey, if you're open, come tell me. Come talk to me about what you're doing or what you're seeing or what routes are being successful. And so I think that was the cool thing is that all the guys, you know, at different times would come to me and say, hey, this is going to be open. We can do this. We can do that. Um, but what I love about it is that it was never a, a pressure invitation on the quarterback to go, you need to throw to me more. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. We never had any of that. The guys were simply just trying to win and compete at the highest level. Um, you know, and every competitor wants the ball more. Uh, but never once did I, did I feel that it was ever a complaint from any of our guys, and specifically from Isaac, that I wasn't getting the ball enough. It was just, hey – I think I can beat this guy on this route. Um, you know, let's call this more or give me a look on this. And that's what I appreciated. I love guys telling me, you know, sometimes the read takes you to the other side of the field. So you'd love that guys come and tell you, hey, we won on this route or I can beat this guy on this route. But I also love the fact that, you know, it would be tough because you had all these great players. I never felt the pull to go, oh, my gosh, I this play. I better get it to number 80. I better throw it to him a couple times early. Never felt that pressure from any of our guys, and, and specifically Isaac. And finally, Kurt, uh, you mentioned his speed, and the, you, the, he looked on film like it was in fast forward. You, you mentioned his ability to run routes. So the guys that are casting the movie must have found a really special athlete to, to play Isaac <laughs> Bruce, right? Uh, yeah, I have no idea how good the athlete was. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of uh, – a lot of those pieces. Um, but let's just say there's no way they found an athlete as good as Isaac. Uh, you know, that's the magic of TV. Uh, I don't think any of the guys in the movie quite live up to the billing for the guys that they're actually playing on the field. So let's hope that movie magic does wonders to, uh, to make sure those guys can at least, at least look the part to a degree so you can uh, bring some legitimacy to it. But yeah, I mean, there's no way you're finding guys that, uh, are going to do the same sorts of things as Isaac and Tory and Marshall and, and Big O. So you, you do the best you can, and then you say, "Hey, it's the movies. Everybody's going to understand. We can't, uh, you know, we can't duplicate these guys." Kurt Warner, it's so good to hear your voice. Thanks so much. I know that uh, you're going to make it here tomorrow, right, for the ceremony. I will be down. Yep, uh, I got a little thing with my son tonight, and I'm taking the red eye down, and I'll be uh, there for the coverage the next two days. All right. You're wonderful. We thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow, and uh, it's great to have you with us celebrating Isaac making it into the Hall of Fame. Have a great day.
Awesome. Thanks a lot, and I can't wait to, uh, to see everybody down there. It would be great. That is the great Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer, joining us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.